Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Geeky Dinks. This week, we're talking about the world's greatest detective, Batman. The many, many iterations of Batman. Yes, they're, like he's probably one of the earliest superheroes that's still kicking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been in a lot of different iterations from TV shows to comic books to animation to movies. movies. I mean, yeah. just so many and so many different types of movies even. Mm-hmm. He's been around. Yeah, and I believe he's one of the very first for DC. I think that's right. He was one of the first guys to come out right alongside, like, I'm not even sure if he's earlier than Superman. I feel like maybe he is. I don't honestly know the full origins of Batman, because as you know, DC's not our big, <laughs> not our big thing. We're, we're more Marvel individuals, but not that there's anything wrong with DC. DC has the best villains, in my opinion. Yeah, I would, I would agree there. Yeah. They kill it with villains. <laughs> no, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely older. He came out in 1939. Wow. There's that. It was Detective Comics number 27. Is that what DC stands for? Mm-hmm. Detective Comics? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> I don't know that, like, I knew that DC stood for something, but I don't know that I ever put much thought into what it meant. Maybe, maybe I thought it was like initials or something. I guess it might have started as Detective Comics, but now it's just known as DC. DC. Got it. That makes sense. It's a lot easier. Yeah. Especially because when you have more genres that aren't necessarily detectives, you don't want to mislead like, oh, Detective Comics brings out this alien show. Oh, it's a detective thing. You know? Right. That would make sense. Batman came before World War Two. <laughs> Batman was able to fight the nazis i'm sure was batman the real captain america (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) i think it's really cool because it it shows how one character evolves with generations because i mean that's a long time ago before our time yet i grew up on the animated series yeah batman with uh kevin conroy yeah and then i think there was batman the animated series and batman something else um, batman beyond that yeah so those two i knew as a kid and then of course when they did a live action movie it was that very comedic cringy well the movie predates the animated series really yeah the first tim burton movie came out i think it was 1990 or 89 somewhere really that old I guess I didn't realize that Batman, I thought it was like early 90s, like maybe 93, 94. The very first Batman was 1989. Of course, there was the early, early one in the 60s with Adam West. Right. And that one everyone remembers as being over the top campy. Right. With the the comic book style props and the pow and the bam and the... Right. And I think that was, I mean, obviously it was an intentional choice of literally bringing a comic book to life in the most literal sense that you could. (laughs) And I appreciate it for that. It's still kind of hard to watch, though. Yeah. Especially now. But I still appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, we definitely got some of the more iconic looks Mm -hmm. for Batman and the villains from that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the newer takes on the costumes borrow something from those. I think so. If nothing more than an homage 
to. Right. Because <laughs> you kind of have to, as being the first live action making of Batman, you kind of have to do something for it. Like, hey, we're taking a piece from this. Right. Or we're just kind of taking what they did and expanding on it in a newer way. And everyone just kind of knows Adam West is the Batman, same as Eartha Kitt, who is Catwoman. Oh, right. For whatever reason, she's what I know as Catwoman. Her and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. Are the two are, are my two Catwomans. Yeah, there's been a lot of people who have played Catwoman, too. Mm-hmm. As well as Joker. That's true. And I have a favorite for each one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly do. So... It's And it's not the same for everybody. That's what I think is interesting is they've remade it so many times. One, I think people are tired of it. We're, we're oversaturated in Batman. And we're like... Eh. Yeah, I think they keep trying to do it in so many different ways that it's rivaling the comics, you know? Mm-hmm. Because comics can take a character and put some qualifier on the front of them or have a a subtitle after and totally change the timeline for someone that we've understood their origin for a while right like we know bruce wayne grew up as an orphan because his parents got killed in an alley right after going to a show right we've always known that just like certain origins have always kind of been the same except when they purposefully rewrite the whole thing mm-hmm. and want to tell a whole new story. Yeah. Um, Within the same story is interesting. Yeah. So you get some of the same characters, but you don't get the same expectations. Right. I mean, it keeps it fresh, changes it up a little bit, which obviously when you retell a story so many times, you do have to change something. Right. You kind of go, oh, yeah, that's the parents. That shot in the alley. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, how do we spice that up a bit? And I think they did do that in the new Batman. They didn't really focus on it much. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of movies are doing that too, where they they know we know. <laughs> <laughs> we know you know, so therefore... Yeah, we're just going to gloss over that part mm-hmm. and talk about the story that we actually want to tell this time without having to retell the parts over and over again that are the same. Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of a play that Marvel did first that was a risk when they redid Spider-Man because they didn't tell how Spider-Man got his powers. They just skipped right over to, yeah, I've had them and I live with my Aunt May. And we all knew, we're like, oh, we know how Spider-Man gets it. Do we want to know how this Peter Parker got it? Kind of yes, kind of no. But you can still tell the same story and move on from that. So in these batmans that come in were like yeah okay he's an orphan he lives in this mansion he has alfred right we get it you know (laughs) yeah some some are better at living out the wayne name Mm -hmm. than others and others are more leaning into the batman side right the most recent one with the batman robert pattinson he definitely was leaning more into the batman side Mm -hmm. He didn't really care about his Bruce Wayne name anymore. Right. Yeah, he was kind of over that. Because I think he was looking for revenge. Right. He was a very vengeful Yeah, Batman. yeah. Th- this wasn't the Batman that was like, like, what do you want? Justice. Yeah. It's no. like, no, no, this one, like, they asked him who he was and he said, I'm vengeance. Yeah. He wasn't looking to bring justice to the city anymore. He was looking to punish it. Yeah. For what it had done. Throughout the movie, you kind of figure out that 
this is kind of how the city is and has been for a long time. Right. And that's always been a constant, I think, with Gotham, is that it is a very corrupt, dirty, dark city. Well, it makes sense, because when you think about all the villains that Batman has, if they all reside in Gotham, yeah. are there any good people in right. Gotham? <laughs> like... Yeah, the, with so many ways that the story has been told with the TV show Gotham, mm-hmm. it predates Batman. Right. But you still get to see why Batman came about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it has created such a world that is so rich that they've been able to have these spin-off character movies and shows and stuff like that that actually do okay. Right. Of course, the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry, I, uh, we're, we're not really going to talk about much. <laughs> I've never seen it simply because Catwoman is my favorite. She has always been my favorite. And everyone's like, oh no, that was a weird movie or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not even going to as much as I wanted to. I like Catwoman too much to watch a movie that I would despise. Like, right. that's how much I love that character. So I was like, nope, nope, not going to do it. Not that Michelle Pfeiffer's version was any less weird. <laughs> I mean, we all know Catwoman. Yes, she's a cat burglar, but she does have a couple of screws in her head loose. The Michelle Pfeiffer version, how she started was very much like Halle Berry's version. Okay. Where they were both just kind of meek sort of cat ladies who had a lot of cats, but through some evilness by a co-worker or something, they end up getting left for dead. And... Go a little crazy. The Michelle, <laughs> the Michelle Pfeiffer version, there's some supernatural thing that happened like she gets pushed out a window and then like a bunch of cats kind of swarm her and start biting at her fingers and stuff like that and all of a sudden she just kind of like perks back up again like like she's been revived by these cats and she has much more of a cat-like personality after that whereas before she was just kind of like oh i'm i'm selena hi after that she was like i'm a cat i have nine lives Meow. <laughs> but the the later ones that we've gotten, like Anne Hathaway's version mm-hmm. and Zoe Kravitz, they've both been much more of a I'm a criminal anyway. Right. There didn't have to be some sort of transformation for me to go from being, oh, I'm I'm just plain Selena Kyle to being this cat burglar type. Right. And I think I do appreciate that because that feels more realistic, I guess, that, you know, she's just a cat. That's how I've always saw her, is just a cat burglar. But at the same time, they never really embody the suit the way I would like them to. Oh, yeah. It's always been very tactical. They almost never wear a mask. And I'm just like... You can't be a cat burglar and not wear a mask. Like, (laughs) you are a very bad cat burglar. (laughs) You are showing your face. So that was always frustrating to me. But again, I still, Michelle Pfeiffer is my favorite version of that because that's probably the first one I knew. We share a name. Oh, And that suit is pretty darn cool. Oh, yeah. Just cutting up her leather jacket. It's crafty, like me. (laughs) It's brilliant, and I love it. I feel like the Batman movies, as the years have gone on, have gone for more of a realistic feel. Mm -hmm. Like, as the years go, the more real they get. 
more based on real technology. They're more grounded in reality, which is something that I feel like DC is borrowing from Marvel because DC always took place in some far off land, like a place that doesn't actually exist. Like you know? Gotham. Like Gotham, Metropolis, hmm. you know, you see how they're basically parallels for cities in our real world. Right. But they're not exactly the same. Like Gotham feels a lot like a combination of Chicago and New York. Right. Uh, Metropolis probably feels more like a combination of L.A. and Seattle. I was going to say Seattle or something like that, yeah. Yeah, like they're a bit more clean. Chicago, New York. Dirty, dark. Yeah, Chicago especially is Mm -hmm. known for corruption. Right. All the cops being corrupt in that makes more sense. Right. Let's just run down the line of everyone who's played Batman. (laughs) So it's been uh, Adam West. Mm -hmm. I'm going to... Skip the animated ones just because do the, yeah, I don't the live know, action I don't know who everyone was. Yeah, um, just do the live action movie. But yeah, Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and Robert Pattinson. Right. Who's your favorite? No pressure. I think my favorite Batman, regardless of which one is my favorite movie, is probably Michael Keaton. Just because I feel like he had the best mix or balance of bruce and batman that's true because i I feel like unfortunately val kilmer and george clooney they don't really make the list for me because they only did it once and they don't really have the possibility of doing it again right Uh, yeah it was unfortunate for them when they kind of fell into the role right christian bale good and i love his movies but I didn't really <laughs> like what he did with Batman himself. Like the just the voice was like oh, way over yeah. the top. That that's the main thing that makes him dip below. See, he's he's my, he would be my favorite. Right. I think. Yeah, I like the Christian Bale Batman. A and, little dark. And I do kind of like Robert Pattinson's just because of how intense his fighting was, and yeah. just like how fearless he seemed against everyone that he fought against. Plus, his suit was pretty well bulletproof. Yeah, I will say as far as Batman goes, well, one, his contacts were brilliant. Oh, yeah. He could record everything he saw and Mm -hmm. review it later. So smart. Yeah. So I will say the tech, as far as the Batman goes, was really good. I was just really tired of seeing him with greasy hair. Oh, yeah. I was like, Bruce take a shower <laughs> go get clean pull yourself together like come on now uh <laughs> yeah he he definitely could not find the balance between bruce and batman so he's probably below christian bale for me mm-hmm. ben affleck he had a really good bruce wayne but his batman was not your mom's name is martha too right that i mean come on. yeah that yeah was... like i i liked his suit I thought that was cool. And the fact that he actually had to face off against Superman, I thought was pretty cool. I think he was a good Batman for the Batman he was portraying. Like, he's not the Dark Knight. He's not, you know, he was the older Mm -hmm. Batman. Right. And I think he did a good job doing that. I think my biggest disappointment with him is not really his fault. It's DC as a whole, where they were trying to start the Justice League. And they built up all the characters, they put everybody together, and it fell flat. And yep. then I was like, oh, you know, we don't have Superman anymore, we don't have Batman anymore. I was like, 
that's like losing Iron Man and Captain America. Like, who's going to run the Avengers now? Right. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, at least Marvel built up all their right. groundwork and then said goodbye to them at the proper time. While building up other characters that you knew were going to replace them. Right. Whereas DC just literally threw the Justice League together and said, here, like these people. And we're like, we don't even know who Aquaman is. Right. <laughs> like, what? I mean, <laughs> thankfully, it's Jason Momoa, so we love him. He, yeah, he saved that. Him and, well, not anymore, but... Yeah, um, I liked the character of Flash. Unfortunately... Not the actor. Yeah, the actor is definitely not done great in the real world. And you know what's really sad is that's kind of been DC's, their struggle. Like, they'll get good characters, and then they'll do a lot of rewrites and a lot of edits, because don't even get me started on Superman's upper lip. Mm. But same thing happened with Suicide Squad. You know, you had a lot of good actors, but the movie kind of fell flat. And then they redid it, which I've not seen the second one yet. But I heard it was better than the original Suicide Squad. Right. But the only decent character, in my opinion, that came out of that was Harley Quinn. Because she did Birds of Prey. And Birds of Prey was amazing. Mm-hmm. I loved Birds of Prey. But, I mean, you've got so many other good characters. Deadshot and Boomerang and, you know, everybody and else. Captain Boomerang. <laughs> but what are they going to do? Diablo? Oh, yeah, he was He good. was amazing. Yeah. But at the same time, you're just like, yeah. I'm not really invested in them because I don't know. I'm learning about them and five other people in a two-hour-long movie. Right. That's supposed to tell a story about how all five of them work together. Well, I'm still learning who they are. Yeah. Pop quiz. <laughs> like For whatever reason, DC just can't seem to either get a writer or a director who is able to tell a compelling story mm-hmm. in a fun way that people want to watch. <laughs> well, even it doesn't even have to be fun or funny. It just needs to be entertaining. We've discussed many times with the Batman, a good movie, but there were a lot of things they could have cut out that were just unnecessary traveling of a scene that wasn't really needed. It didn't need to be three hours long. Plus, I mean, I know you said that it doesn't need to be fun, but it does need to be funny at parts. Well, yeah, it does need to lighten the mood a smidge. Yeah, yeah. the, The thing that Marvel does that I always praise it for is it brings the funny it finds the humor in a lot of situations where maybe you wouldn't expect it Mm -hmm. and the fact that they can do that and lighten the mood a little bit lets you go so much farther with their characters Mm. whereas with dc you just feel like it's a slog throughout the whole thing and why deadpool made the joke Oh, yeah. I'm like, so you're so dark. You sure you're from the DC universe? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason they made that joke. It's yeah. because DC, for whatever reason, they're trying a bit more. Like, Shazam and Aquaman actually was kind of funny in parts. Yeah. But it took a long time for them to get there. Right. I think they're trying to cram a lot of comic book information into their stories. Whereas, yes, Marvel does that, but they do it without really telling you. That's why they say they have those Easter eggs. Marvel's full of them because they want to tell this information without literally reading the encyclopedia of information. (laughs) You're just like, okay, thank you. But um, I will say they did do it right, I think, with Shazam. Like, I am excited for the Shazam movies because the first one, slow start. (laughs) But once you got past that... 
Yeah. It was a good movie after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I was like, okay, yeah. I don't mind Shazam. And now knowing that um, Dwayne Johnson's going to be... Um, Black Adam. Black Adam. Yeah. I want to see him face off with Zachary Levi. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, the, we know that their characters are supposed to interact. Like, they mm-hmm. come from the same power source, I think. Right. So I'm hoping that they keep up with the momentum from the first Shazam have a really good Black Adam and then follow it up pretty much immediately with Shazam 2. Mm-hmm. So if they keep it going on that track, I think they've found their path finally. Mm-hmm. And, and they could do a Marvel, but with Shazam. Right. Which could easily bring them into Green Lantern. Yeah. Could try to bring that franchise back better. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and all these other secondary characters that could eventually maybe 10, 15 years down the road, bring back Batman and Superman when we've all had a break. Right. Uh, I think that's the struggle they've had is when they make a Batman series, much like The Dark Knight, it's a Batman series. Yeah. It's not a DC Universe series. It is Batman. Or Superman is the Superman series. Mm -hmm. And they don't really work on a way to make the trilogy or whatever it is blend into anything else because they've worked so hard on that story that it's like, There's nothing outside of Metropolis. There's nothing outside of Gotham. Like when I watch a Batman movie, because I don't know where Gotham is on a map, (laughs) there is nothing but Gotham. Gotham is a snow globe of danger. Like in my brain. (laughs) It's the only way I see it. I'm like, somebody just shook Gotham and that's why everybody's angry. And the world is crazy (laughs) because the world is Gotham. Because that's what it feels like. Nothing ever interacts with each other. And I think that's where DC struggles a little bit is they're not open world enough, I guess. They're very, this is my story. This is who we're talking about. We're in this realm. Whereas you could easily have Bruce Wayne sitting in his manor watching the news and they talk about Metropolis. Bam, you've opened it up. Superman saved somebody in Metropolis. You're like, ah, Superman. Just that little offhand would be perfect to include more than just one city right yeah unfortunately it feels like each director who's gotten to direct a a batman or superman movie they've all wanted it to themselves Mm -hmm. like they don't want to work with anybody else to sustain a franchise right across other characters they want to tell this version of superman or batman or whoever they don't want to try to do the dcu or dccu yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it just doesn't seem like they want to play nice with anybody else to get this thing going they only put their faith seems like with uh, Zack snyder Mm -hmm. and no one seems to like his movies well i've heard that if you watch the snyder cut of justice league of justice league it's better yeah because you do get to know more about the characters but his movies are very Lord of the Rings style. If you're not ready to sit for five hours, right. he's going to have to cut out some important stuff. And I'm like, you can't somehow incorporate that in something else. <laughs> like, why does it take you five hours to tell a story? <laughs> I want to watch it so bad. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't have that much time to sit and watch this. Yeah, it, it's starting to feel like they can't tell a DC story in a short time frame, mm-hmm. which might mean they just don't do DC movies anymore. They try to stick more to the TV shows. Like, which have been doing well. Right. All the shows that show up on CW going back, you know, all the way to Smallville even. 
Mm-hmm. Smallville, Arrow, Flash. Gotham? I don't know well, how no, well Gotham Go- did. Well, Gotham was ABC. But still, it's a, a DC show that right. I think was perceived pretty well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It got a few seasons. Every time they do a DC-based TV show, it has seasons and seasons. It's meant to be more of a TV show uh, experience than a movie because the movies are either so short that you don't really understand what's going on because they try to cram so much in Mm -hmm. that it it just all seems like a mess. Right. Or it's so long that you're going to have to, like, have a catheter installed, (laughs) put an IV in. Right, have one of those things that, like, keeps your eyeballs open. Yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) they're really long. And, unfortunately, they feel long, too. They do. They do. I I hate to say that. As much as I liked the Batman, it was like, are we done? Yeah. Are we done? We're still going? We still haven't got to the end. Is it over? (laughs) Like, I felt bad because it was a good movie. Like, I did like it, but it's just three hours. Mm -hmm. Unless you were giving me Endgame or Infinity War, and it's not because I'm biased, but that was 10 years building up to that moment. I'll sit for three hours for that. Right. But when you're introducing a character for three hours, I don't need to know what he had for breakfast. Like... (laughs) Let's just skip and pretend the man does not eat breakfast, okay? It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I get it. He eats, he poops, he showers, everybody does. It's fine. Right. Let's go to the important stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like my favorite iteration is not even a movie. What it, is it? It's actually the Arkham video games. Oh, yeah? You did play those a lot, didn't you? Yeah. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins, and Arkham Knight. I enjoyed, well, I'm still playing through Arkham Knight, but those first three, they were a lot of fun. Arkham Origins, not as much as Arkham City. It felt like they were just tacking it on. Mm -hmm. But the idea that this whole part of the city had been cordoned off to be just let go, where the prisoners just... Oh, like free-range prisoners? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Yeah, the prison population for Arkham got to be such a problem. That mm-hmm. they just decided to cordon off part of the city after Arkham Asylum, they made Arkham City, mm. and so it's a whole bigger part of the city mm. that you get to actually interact with. Because Arkham Asylum was a lot of fun, but it was very contained in the asylum. Like you only got to see who was there. Right. Whereas in Arkham City, you got to explore different villains headquarters and stuff like that you got to go see mr freeze deadshot was after you joker of course was the big bad i was like joker's always after (laughs) you uh poison ivy catwoman was actually an ally Mm -hmm. that you had in that one the arkham games i feel like are the best presentation of all of his villains because you get to see all of them the ones that I didn't even know about. Even if they're just little Easter eggs that are hidden all around town, uh, like all the Riddler trophies that mm. are all over the place that let you find his traps and try to save police officers that he had kidnapped and were trying to kill Saw style. Those ones I can play over and over again just because I enjoy the story so much and the gameplay is just so fluid i mean it's a really easy game to get a hold of and i might have to try that yeah they're they're so much fun 
I highly recommend them. <laughs> I mean, my, because obviously we know, I've said I'm not an avid gamer, but I think of Injustice, because obviously I like the fighting type game, so oh, that's yeah. very Mortal Kombat-ish to me, which I love. And I love the Batman in that one because I think it was the first Injustice. It was literally just the Justice League. And Joker had killed Lois. Oh, yeah. Superman lost his mind. And so Batman's like, here's everybody's weaknesses, including my own, because we have to stay in check. So, I mean, he was very logical about the fact that I have a list of everybody's strengths and weaknesses I have things in place to put everyone down if need be, not like out, like kill them, but to... Incapacitate. Yeah, that's the word. And then he says, and here's my own. So he wasn't even so high and mighty that he didn't have his own in there. Right. Because he knew that he might need to be taken out too. Mm -hmm. Like he might go rogue and he knew and could expect that from everybody. So I really like that aspect of Batman in the games that I was hoping that would lead in the Justice League. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, that that is something that I feel is always left out with Batman is just how smart he is. Mm-hmm. It's more like, I've got money. Right. He's either got money or he's been through the training to be a master fighter. And somebody else is his brains. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Lucius Fox. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman in the Nolan series but he's called the world's greatest detective for a reason you right know? it should be a sherlock holmes kind of movie <laughs> yeah yeah he's supposed to be really smart he should be able to figure all this stuff out on his own mm-hmm. see like the gears whirring in his head as he figures out oh this is what happened instead of i'm walking into this place it's obviously a trap oh goodness they sprung the trap oh i figured it out boom <laughs> Although I will say in the new, the Robert Pattinson version, they did lean more into that. He would take clues. He was figuring oh, out yeah. those little key codes that the Riddler was leaving him. He was a lot more detective-esque. I just don't think they leaned into it enough as to how he was getting there. He would just take the information home and go, it's this. And I'm like, okay, well, like a little lead up onto how he's working it. Watch a Sherlock Holmes movie. Like, <laughs> just a little bit is helpful. Let the rest of us catch up and maybe get there. You yeah. know, like, that'd be nice. But I will say I like that part of it because that is the one thing they missed a, out a lot on in the um, Christian Bale ones. There just wasn't a lot of detective work. It was more policing, which for his Batman was great. But as you said, like, the greatest detective wasn't really detecting anything right they got the drop on him a few times in that one Mm. either in the very first one took him out well in batman begins raz al ghul Mm -hmm. he he got the drop on him joker got the drop on him in the second one bane and talia he wasn't a very good detective in that series he he wasn't the most uh, perceptive of people unfortunately but that does bring up that his villains are a formidable bunch. Yes. He does have his hands full because there aren't many villains that when I think of DC villains, they're almost always all Batman villains. Yeah. Always. Catwoman, Joker, Riddler, Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Bane. Scarecrow. Uh, Scarecrow. Yeah, Scarecrow. Did you say Two-Face? No. <laughs> yeah, Two-Face. Like, they're all Batman villains. Yeah. I mean, there are other DC villains, but those are the ones that come to mind. I'm thinking, who are the good villains? Right. They're always Batman. <laughs> they just, yeah, that's what Batman has. And if he's got all these great villains, oh, Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. about her. Mm-hmm. Harlequin. 
Well, apparently the Suicide Squad, Deadshot, and right. everybody else, so... Yeah, Killer Croc. And then his own. His own. Yeah. He becomes Red Hood. Yeah, Robin sometimes gets corrupted. Isn't he all... He's, he's either Robin, he's... Nightwing. Nightwing, but, that's well, what I was thinking Usually of. Nightwing is still good. Like, right, he's right, right. just a different kind of vigilante that works on his own. And Robin <laughs> really has a, a rough road. <laughs> yeah. Just because one of them actually gets killed by Joker mm-hmm. and, yeah, reincarnates as the Red Hood. Right. That was a really good animated movie with Jensen Ackles as mm-hmm. Red Hood and Bruce Greenwood as Batman. I like how Joker has changed so much from iteration to iteration. Batman tends to stay pretty much the same, like just balancing a little bit here and there. But every actor that does Joker does it totally differently. Yeah, they're unhinged, comes from different places. Yeah, unfortunately I'm blanking on the guy that played Joker in the Adam West version. Oh yeah, I don't know that one. I thought it was funny that he was wearing the makeup, but he refused to shave his mustache so you could still see it under the white makeup and it made no sense. The Jack Nicholson version was great. Yeah, pretty much what a lot of people were introduced to with Mm -hmm. Joker. One of the most iconic. He had a lot of prosthetics for that, but it looked great. Yeah, I liked that that version they made be the guy that killed Bruce's parents. That that version of Joker... Because that kind of makes sense. Yeah, especially with the age difference that time. Right. Because Jack Nicholson was so much older than uh, Michael Keaton. Right, which made sense why he would know his parents and then be after Bruce. Right. Yeah. Or that he says that one line, you Mm -hmm. know, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah. And that confuses Bruce just long enough that he does get the drop on him, but that's his... Achilles' heel right. is his parents. You bring up his parents and he just kind of loses Like lost, it. yeah. Yeah. Then, then the Christian Bale version. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger mm-hmm. Probably my favorite. Well, I... well actually, I, I skipped one. I skipped one. One that no one would let me live down if I got out of this without talking about him. Mark Hamill. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, Mark Hamill, hands down, is still the best animated yes. Joker. And they, and they actually used him for the Arkham series, too. Did they? Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, Mark Hamill is hands down best animated Joker. But live action, I still think Mark Hamill would have probably been a really good Joker live action, too. Because I think he is he himself is animated enough. Oh, yeah. It would have been great. He's just unfortunately not the age group that we need anymore. I, I think they tried to do that a little bit with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Because... They were trying to stop the movie Blunt Man and Chronic from mm-hmm. being made. And Blunt Man is very clearly a parody of Batman. And right. it, I mean, it's Silent Bob. Right. His backwards the, hat has the, the bad little, ears. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his big trench coat already looks like a cape. The bad guy in that is Mark Hamill. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And they have lightsabers and they 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 get so close to copyright infringement that it's really "Ah." funny (laughs) so close and he has a name that i can't really say in this yeah but i think that was the closest we would get to a joker action mark hamill joker 
I think I like his Joker voice mm-hmm. about as much as I like Heath Ledger's Joker. I think the reason I like Mark Hamill's one, he's the pinstripe suit. One, I love that dapper Joker look. <laughs> I don't know why. The laugh, creepy, but not like super scary. It's a creepy, slightly unnerving laugh, but also he's kind of got some lines that are just very snarky that are fun. Yeah. Whereas when you look at Heath Ledger, he definitely takes it to the dark side. Like yeah. he, he takes that deep dive into, you could almost believe that that's how he was. Mm-hmm. And the fact that his stories always change, how he got his scars, just tells oh, you how yeah. unhinged he is. Yeah, definitely pushed the mental illness mm-hmm. side of it more than just being a kooky criminal maniac. Right. Know? But then you've got Joaquin's version. Oh, gosh. Which took it, in in my opinion, took it a little too far into the mental illness side. Yeah, um, well, like I was saying before with Batman going more realistic, same goes for Joker. Like the Jared Leto Joker, (laughs) not anyone's favorite, I don't think. But as far as being based on kind of like a real life gang member. I mean, yeah. Like gang kingpin type with the gold grill and the look i still think they would have been better off if they tried to live action mark hamill's version as a (laughs) gangster joker maybe instead of like a pinstripe zoot suit just giving him something a little bit more gangsta not gangster yeah but the way they took that joker i wasn't ever really scared of him i was mostly annoyed yeah well i've never really been scared of joker except the joaquin phoenix version well yeah that one was that was a hard again that was another dc movie that was just so so dark i felt uncomfortable i was just like i know this is supposed to be entertainment and i know this isn't real but at the same time it feels a little too real (laughs) and now i'm uncomfortable (laughs) and I don't know that I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. He did a good job. I will oh, say yeah. that. He yeah, did a yeah. great job. So much so it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Heath Ledger's version, in my opinion, had that nice balance of being unsettling while still knowing it was a movie. There right. Was, there was that balance of, don't worry, it's, it's not real. Yeah. You're still uncomfortable about it. Yeah. It's really unfortunate that he passed after that. And it was such a good performance. I know. I I hate that that's what that part did to him. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, it ate him inside. He was, I don't know that he was necessarily a method actor, but I think just trying to be into that character for so long, which when I think about it like that, I look at Jared Leto and go, he, I know he's a method actor. Right. He treated people like trash on set because he was the joker oh yeah he would only be addressed as joker and yet he walks around fine yeah and then you had heath ledger who it troubled him so much to portray this character i think that version of joker was also much more i I feel like heath ledger's joker was a lot more deep as far as backstory Mm, went true whereas 
Well, for one, they cut out a lot of Jared Leto's Yeah, part. we don't know much about... And was it Suicide Squad? Yeah, I think it was not Suicide Squad. There was yeah. supposed to be much more. There, there, he was supposed to have more stuff, so maybe in those scenes was stuff that we might have actually liked, or more than likely... At least understood the character. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But also, the feel that we got just from the beginning and what we saw was that this wasn't so much a mentally ill person as just kind of a a guy that liked hurting people you know what it makes me think of comparing it now comparing it to heath ledger's joker which you could tell was unstable just unhinged i feel like leto's character was like the snoke just a bully oh yeah just like empty threat not empty threats but i'm gonna mess you up kind of threat not a i'm gonna do it just for fun right it was more of a i have a reason yeah that well the the thing that always was the most compelling about Heath Ledger's Joker was that he was an agent of chaos at mm. his core. Whereas Jared Leto's Joker, he, he was just like a gangster. Yeah. Like he had a gang and he had... And he had his reasons for doing things. Like he had his plans. Yeah, and Ledger's didn't. Like Heath's Joker, like he would just randomly like the two boats right just two random boats at sea he's like i don't care what you do with them i just picked them but you can only save one he didn't know who was on it he didn't care you know that's and i think that was for me what is the scariest thing about jokers like you said he's an agent of chaos he doesn't care who he hurts how he hurts them he's just doing it just to stir the pot quite literally yeah. no other reason his only motivation is batman the backstory that people have been able to deduce from the parts of his character that we've seen in the dark knight was that he was some sort of combat veteran or something like that that mm. had gotten shell-shocked or ptsd or something to that effect that made him not function correctly anymore Mm -hmm. and i feel like that is a good motivation for what he did he didn't want to be beholden to people who gave orders and who had plans yeah he just wanted to upturn the apple cart or whatever it is (laughs) (laughs) eat your cabbages (laughs) like like michael Caine's alfred said some men just want to watch the world burn that was very much joker so i know in watching the batman obviously we had riddler i'm hoping there'll be more story yeah riddler because i feel like that was kind of weak they were definitely setting up this one to be more especially since we didn't really lose any of the main villains we lost well spoilers for the batman if you haven't watched it yet but Trust me, it'll take you like two and a half hours to figure it out. (laughs) You know, Falcone, he showed up in the Christian Bale trilogy. Mm. And John Turturro does a great job portraying that character in The Batman. That is one thing I will say. Even though it was way too long, everyone gave awesome performances. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think everyone did great. I love that we touched on villains that we hadn't seen in a while like penguin and riddler and of course we had catwoman because obviously you gotta have somebody and then at the end they teased a joker like you heard the laugh you couldn't see the face he didn't say anything you just heard the laugh right and you knew 
okay, so Riddler has now met up with Joker in Arkham Asylum. Right. And that might lead it up to Batman Arkham Asylum. That would be cool. That would be really cool because then you could unleash all the villains because we don't know who else is in there. Yeah, it would be cool to finally get an Arkham movie. That would be cool because depending on when and where, I mean, you could easily have Scarecrow in there. You could have, obviously, Joker, Riddler. Obviously, Penguin's not in there. But maybe Mr. Freeze. Poison Ivy, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could easily... Maybe she's still a doctor. Well, that would be cool. I would love that. Because, again, I I was kind of against Margot Robbie's version of Harley Quinn just because I'm used to the black and red jester costume style Harley Quinn because animated series. But having watched Birds of Prey and how she has a bit of a conscience, which yeah. shows you that Harleen Quinzel still yeah. exists inside somewhere deep down in the madness was kind of nice it's like she's a little crazy she knows she's crazy she's a doctor she knows she's crazy right but she still had a heart it's one of the few times i like when villains have a heart normally i want villains just to be villains but this one i was like i've never really seen harley quinn as a villain i just feel like she's got a bad taste in men (laughs) and she's always in the wrong place at the wrong time i'm hoping that dc is on the right path Like you said, I think they've got something going with Shazam. I would love to see Robert Pattinson's Batman evolve into more, but... Make it shorter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make his movie shorter. Because, goodness, if his standalone movie is going to be three hours, what's going to happen when they do Justice League? Right. The extended, extended, extended edition. Like I said, they need to be shows my thought is is you know the mcu started and started with iron man and then it built up with captain america and thor and you had these standalones and then all of a sudden i don't know if he took off from the beginning but you had kevin feige over it's literally mcu's kevin feige's mcu like oh yeah it's his story but i think they need someone like that at dc to say you can direct this this is my vision and this is where oh. we're going. So make it go that way. Yeah. So it's cohesive. But they don't have that project manager over everything. It's here, you can have Batman. You can have Superman. Right. Now share. No. I'm not <laughs> gonna share my toys. This is mine. You yeah, know, like there's been some serious deal makers working with Marvel mm-hmm. to make everything that they have work correctly. DC, for whatever reason, just can't seem to get it. They're a bunch of greedy kids in a playground <laughs> that want to play the same game, but they have a specific way they want their characters to be. So they need to come to an agreement, or if, heaven forbid, it's Snyder's DC, at least then it could be cohesive. Right. You know what I mean? Even though people aren't a huge fan of it, or they're really, really long, at least then we'll know, oh, these are Snyder movies. Like, those are Feige movies. We know that. Right. We know what to look for. And then things can grow together, which, hey, maybe we won't mind his movies so much because <laughs> they'll actually make sense together instead of trying to piece together this person's movie and that person. And then you've got poor James Gunn coming in and doing Suicide Squad, which is nothing like the rest of DC. I hope DC figures something out. Because I would like to follow the DC universe. I, yeah. I really do like a lot of DC stuff. Like, I honestly really liked 
the Superman series. Oh, Henry Cavill? Yeah. I think he was a great Superman. Yeah. Like, he had the perfect face, everything. I was like, that is Superman. He's as well cast as I think RDJ was Tony Stark. Like, I think that was very well cast. And I hate that it didn't get to continue because it could have been absolutely epic. I'm just hoping that with Robert Pattinson being the new Batman, that they will be able to build his character enough and maybe slide in Superman in one of the one of his movies. Yeah. Or, I don't know, maybe don't even start his biggest Superman. Let's just say slide in Aquaman or Wonder Woman or, you know, something just right. to say, look, Justice League, we're, we're trying again, you know, yeah. like... I'd be okay with that. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with just because they've tried so many times and the time that they tried doing Justice League didn't work out so well. So, Although, what they could do, they could build the Batman series with Robin. That's one we've not explored. There's only been one actual Robin. They joked with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character right. being Robin. Mm-hmm. But as far as an actual Robin in the suit, there's only been one. Yeah. So they could build Robert Pattinson's Batman. He's young enough that he could carry it for quite some time, actually. True. And build in a Robin who either goes Nightwing or Red Hood mm-hmm. and could build from there. I mean, that could be the launching point for DC if they did it correctly. Right. Yeah, they definitely teased that in the Ben Affleck Batman Mm -hmm. with the Robin armor. Right. But again, that means nothing now. We've started over. Right. Yeah. That's that's the frustrating part. They keep restarting everything. So every time a new director gets a a hold of it, it's always different. It's like playing a game and it crashes in the same spot and you got to start over, but somehow it's different. It's like, I just... I need to know what happens. Right. Like, I just want to see the next part. That Just, ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Fortunately, most of them have reached a logical ending point that it wasn't like, but what happens next? It's like, we know what's happened to each of the Batmans. Yeah, they do resolve their stories, except for Ben Affleck's. He was, was really the most open-ended one, and I think that was a unexpected end even for DC. I can't remember exactly what happened then. Well, I haven't even seen the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, so I think that's probably oh, that the most the conclusive mm. ending for... I still have time them. for that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Again, long movies. Yeah, cut DC, cut them down. Get it to two, maybe two and a half if they're really good. But... You're going to be able to see stuff that you can definitely cut out. Like, cut the shots, like, half as much. I know you're trying to build tension here, but, you know, pressure is also building in my bladder. (laughs) And I'd like to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And yes, the idea of pause does exist. However, not in a movie theater. It does not. Although, a lot of the scenes in the newest Batman were long enough, you probably could have taken a break in some of those and not missed anything. Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst part. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the only thing that we didn't talk about yet was Batman the Ride <laughs> at Six Flags. Oh, because I hate that. I know. I've ridden it like once, maybe twice. Well, it's, I... a, it's one of those hanging coasters. I hate it. I know. 
but it's one of the first ones and i feel like we need to talk about it especially since we talk about universal and disney and all that fair okay that six flags they started including warner brothers dc all those characters in their rides and stuff Mm -hmm. years and years and years ago it's the reason why that area of six flags over georgia was created they had to rework some of the stuff but that was the first licensed ride that they had like yeah it was batman the ride and what's now known as riddler's mindbender Mm -hmm. was just mindbender and it was brown they painted it green didn't they they painted it green to be more like the riddler and now that whole area is gotham city with Catwoman whip and Harley Quinn spin and hmm. the Joker loop ride. And, uh, they they had the the Batman uh, stunt spectacular for a while. Oh, that's a, cool. Yeah, it was a big show. So the fact that it's been around so long that it has so much staying power that it was able to have a ride that still is holding on. I think that's cool. I didn't realize that that was why they did that. I guess it didn't even really dawn on me that like it's not <laughs> common for Six Flags to have licensed rides. Licensed rides, yeah. and I and I guess my brain didn't think of them as a licensed ride. I was like, oh, it's, it's Batman, and that's Joker, and the Superman was the only one that felt licensed because when they put you in the seats and they flip you up, it actually has like a cape on the back oh, of the thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you're actually Superman mm-hmm. flying. So that I kind of got, but I guess I didn't put together the fact that that's a licensed ride. I just don't like it. (laughs) I don't like my feet dangling. I know there's been a lot of scary things that have happened on that ride, but the Batman, I hated that ride. I hate that ride. I don't know why. I just, it was really, it was really fast. Yeah. That one's a very fast, twisty and legs no mm, no not my thing i'm not a coaster person i know i know but i did get you on harry potter which is next week's episode yes it is that's right because it is harry's birthday yep it'll be coming right up on his birthday end of Mm -hmm. july the boy who lived come to die (laughs) i thought i could have her Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for Harry Potter. It's one of my favorite franchises out there. Uh, they've done so much with it in the short amount of time. I feel like they've done as much with Harry Potter as they have with Batman. Yeah, without having to redo it a thousand times. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> they, they've had the book series. They've had the movies. Mm-hmm. They have the huge presence at Universal. Mm-hmm. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Well, of, and you've got, like, what, Pottermore and everything like that online that too, as well. There, there's that. There's the Fantastic Beast series. Mm-hmm. There's so many things to do with Harry Potter and it's so despite views of the author the actual community of Harry Potter Mm -hmm. is very inclusive right and everyone they go through oh what's your zodiac sign how does it fit with your Hogwarts house yeah 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 Yeah, like (laughs) zodiac sign tarot card Hogwarts house (laughs) I actually saw one where a person said if you describe your qualities of your Hogwarts house in a job interview (laughs) that's how you can describe yourself yeah is your Hogwarts house and when they like listed it out you know like courageous willing to 
start whatever, you know, whatever your Hogwarts house is, I was like, wow, that's actually really brilliant. Because one, <laughs> if that's your Hogwarts house, that's how you are. And two, none of the qualities are bad. So right? it's like, yeah. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, you can always <laughs> look at the attributes of each of the Hogwarts houses in a positive way. Each of those things can be taken to their extremes and thus not be That's true. so positive. That is true. We'll get into that. We'll get into all the things, the things that we want to see, the things that we've done. I'm super excited to celebrate Harry's birthday next week. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best Hagrid, sorry. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hagrid's my favorite. <laughs> Tune in next week for that. We are Geeky, Geeky Dinks. Geeks.